Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, part two of the Sports Awards. We talk to the Sportsperson of the Year, James Rinkat-Smith, the inspirational Julie Gray from the 4As, and we interrupt the Warriors' training session to talk to Martin Picker. All that, and do we think, should win the BBC Sports Personality of the Year Award. I'm Mick Bradley, he's Tony Smith, and on FM, DAB, and online around the world, this is Radio New York Sport. And these are your local headlines. Newark Tennis Club's men's first team continued their winning ways with a 65 points to 43 victory against Sutton Bonington in Division 8 of the Men's LTA Knots League. On Sunday, the East Midlands Regional Cycle Across Championships were held at Lutterworth. And in the women's event, which included juniors, seniors and veterans, Zoe Codd finished 7th overall and a podium finish for 3rd veteran 40-49. to 49. She looks a lot younger than that. In the youth event, Newcastle Cycling Club's Florence Lisherman finished 26 overall and second best under 16 female rider. Judy Tott finished 39 for Newcastle Cycling Club. Ed Howlett was, fan- was fencing in a mammoth BUCS weekend at King's College London. And at the end of two full days fencing, guess what? 100% win rate for our hero. And Newark Flowserve returned to winning ways in the wind and the rain at Lowfields last night. Zach Goodson with his second brace in four days. A diving header from Jamie Lloyd. Ben Hutchinson. And a wonderfully well-placed precision shot from Danny Meadows. At least that's what he'll tell you. (laughs) All getting on the score sheet. The highlight of the night, though. The return of the cultured Lawrence Gorman into the back four two months out with the serious facial injuries. It was as if he hadn't been missing for a minute. Excellent performance by FlowServe. Excellent performance by Lawrence Gorman. And this gives us all opportunity to say congratulations to that young man and his partner because uh, he's just become a dad for the first time as well. That's not a bad week, is it? A return to football and becoming a dad. Two highlights, probably in that order as well. On the odd occasional night that Mr Smith does actually venture into the studio, we like to sort of ask him a couple of uh, relevant questions and um, some of the news that's been going on um, in the wide world of sport and... uh, While we're doing that, we're also keeping you up to date with Manchester City. 1-1, four minutes into the second half against Dynamo Zagreb. Where's that? Somewhere Romania? Croatia. Is it? Croatia. Yeah, you wouldn't know. I'm not very good at geography. It's Croatia. I don't want to find we're here. Two sad pieces of news for you, Mr Smith. Um, Former Derby County, Oxford United, Portsmouth boss, Jim Smith has died at the age of 79. He was known throughout football, of course, as the Bald Eagle. Um, and he managed nine different clubs across the league and among his career highlights were League Cup final appearance with Queen's Park Rangers in 1986 and promotion to the Premier League with Derby that's not a highlight in 1996 and um, Featherstone Rovers and England international forward Natalie Hallowell has died at the age of 29 that's awful isn't it um uh, she's a whole city. She was a whole city fan. Played three games for England and helped Rovers to the inaugural 2017's Women's Super League Grand Final, losing to Bradford. She also worked for Wakefield Trinity on a development coach basis, helping attract players for their women's side. I mean, Jim Smith was 79, um, and Natalie was 29. But mm. two sad stories. Yeah, I mean, I know Jim Smith was was, was has been battling with the illness for uh, a lot a long time, but um, 
But the news about Natalie is uh, is news to me as well. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it, 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 it's it, it's not good at all. Jim, Jim Smith, of course, what one of the um, dying breed, obviously, of um, football managers. Well, it is. It, it, Jim was around in the days when he had characters, and and he was one of the uh, first and foremost characters in in, in football management. Uh, never met the bloke, but he always came across as a very nice person to meet as long as he kept on the right side of him but I bet he could tear the dressing room the, the, the paint off dressing room walls if it wasn't, wasn't going well for him <laughs> you, you, you always came across with that uh, persona didn't he Liverpool, Chelsea, Tottenham and Manchester City all into the knockout stages of the Champions yeah and also league. Napoli but it didn't do Carlo much cop, it did it? it didn't do no apparently they're only 7th in the league which is obviously not good enough <laughs> Four hours after you get to the knockout stages, you get the push. Mm. I sometimes don't know what people expect. I still think the biggest um, football story is to come next Monday night because um, Josh Burkett is one of the nicest people you could wish to meet on God's earth and Boston United replay against Rochdale on Monday night. Was it? I thought it was tonight. With the prize of... Um, Newcastle, the Geordie Boys! Newcastle United. The Geordie Boys coming that, to town. That would be fantastic. It, it's a of a prize, isn't it? I, uh, I, I, I got that date from the uh, non-league paper. I, I read in there an article saying it was uh, next Monday evening. They may be wrong. They may be. We may be. Who knows? Who who knows? Who knows who knows? Um, right. Um, Sinsel Bank. Hmm. It's now no longer Sinsel Bank. It's the LNER Stadium. Really? Yes, that's from yesterday. Um, LNER is the company that uh, provides um, train services between King's Cross and Aberdeen and Inverness and all points in between um, have sponsored the stadium, the same as they've also sponsored York City's stadium and I think probably Darlington and certainly at least one in Scotland. Uh, How important is it it should appeal to you as a railway man. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. The, the, <laughs> the question was, uh, uh, how important is it to, to retain the name Central Bank? Because the supporters are on there playing heck today about it. But does it really matter what it's called? Yeah, it, it, it matters immensely because it's your spiritual home, isn't it? Yeah, but it's not moved. It's the same place. I mean, when when when, when Scarborough was called the McCain Stadium, the Theatre of Chips. You know, when, when when York City's Bootham Crescent was called Kit Kat Crescent, it's just, you know... I had this thing today where I was doing uh, the fixtures for the uh, FlowServe uh, web pages, and I just called it... Um, a, I'm not going to mention the name of the team, uh, but I, I just called it by the name of the road it's on and, and, and the town they play in, because, you know, otherwise it's just... I, 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 hate it when when stadiums are named other than you know you see newcastle supporters won the battle with ashley didn't they when it, we wanted it to become the sports direct arena or whatever it was yeah going to be called they said it had to be called st james park it was stopping that and they won that they won that battle fair enough valley parade has gone through many many uh heart-wrenching moments over its history and, and and heartwarming moments and they've named it everything under the sun to go with the sponsors but you take away the name Valley Parade from Bradford City fans and they will fight you to the death and, it, and I just disagree with, with stadiums carrying the names of the sponsors um, there's, there's one team in the Midlands uh, football Premier Division is named after the chairman after the current chairman I believe you know it's I can't remember, and I'm sure if Dave Pickerell is listening, he'll tell me, but the, the clay cross ground in the Central Midlands for a time was named after a dog food. <laughs> I, I, exactly. I, I, I mean, if somebody is listening, please, please I'm, I'm, I don't think that's my, my memory, but it is important. It, it, it is, you know, to a Lincoln City supporter, it, it will always be Sinsel Bank. Your last comment there, and I rest my case. Yeah, okay. It is I'll, always Sinsel Bank, yeah. and, and it is the only football league ground that I've actually played on under the floodlights, and it was uh, it will always be Sinsel Bank to, to every single Lincoln City supporter who's worth his salt. Right, let's um, try and find um, the man that's won the double 
at the sports awards and the community awards that, that takes some doing that that does um it was the sports awards last week um they're all on our wonderful podcast so if you want to listen to them please go and have a listen man city scored two goals in two minutes by the way in the winning three one you see that proves we're live um go and have a listen couldn't and this actually could they what we're live no no they couldn't do that against ollie man city uh, exactly um well my, he's a top my, he's a top yeah, my, should, yeah we're not going down that line right that's you finish <laughs> you're off radio newark the home of newark sport Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. with Mick and Tony. Radio Newark, the home of Newark Sport. Missed one of our shows? Don't forget you can check out the podcasts and get the very latest sports news daily on our website at radionewark.co.uk. Is the phone ringing in when I'm trying to ring out? Tony, go and f- try and find James Brinkat Smith for me, please. Right, um, I love people to ring up and get involved, but not when I'm trying to ring out. Um, right, okay. James won the Sports Person of the Year, and he also picked up the Community Sports Person of the Year, which is an absolutely cracking double. And as far as I can remember, in the history of both of them, that is the first time it's ever happened. James, of course, is a um, James, of course, is one of our leading sports people. He's a powerlifter. He's been to Japan powerlifting this season. He's been all over the, the world, and now his daughter is picking up the mantle, and she's doing it as well. So there's going to be lots to talk about when Mr. Smith can do his bit. After we spoke to James, oh, we're struggling to get hold of James. I know he's out training. Um, no is probably leaving the message this is sometimes the problem that we have he is out he is out training um we'll see if he's going to give us a ring um and then hopefully we'll pick up james no james tony okay so what we'll do is we'll go a little bit earlier to um where we was the phone's ringing oh the phone's ringing again here we go this could be james it sounds like it is here we go so yes have we got him we've got to james James Brinkat Smith live from um, interrupting yet another training session. We tend to we tend to do that with our stars, but they all stop and talk to us. James, thank you um, for um, finding us. We couldn't find you, but thank you for finding us. James, are you there? I am. James, there? we've got you. Right, that's lovely. Can you hear me now? Yes, we've got you. Talk some finding, but we, but you're worth waiting for. Uh, don't be silly. Um, I was explaining to our listeners that you've actually done the um, the Newark Awards double, the Community Sports Person of the Year and the Newark and Sherwood Sports Person of the Year. What do those awards mean to you? Well, uh, it's quite hard to put into words, if I'm brutally honest. Um, growing up as a young lad, I never really considered myself to be a sports person. And I still laugh to this very day when people call me an athlete. So, um, no, it's, it's... And it's also very, very humbling. I mean, it's a great sport. People work hard. It's not just me. Um, as, as you've said tonight, I'm out training tonight with Ella. Uh, we're over in Horncastle. And we've got such a great team around us that it's not just for me either. It's for the team as well. I take it they're both on the mantelpiece, both sets of awards there. That's, um, that's in, in, pr- in pride of place um but it does really set me up for the next question how do you repeat 2019 what's what's in the diary well some good things happening next year we've got the british uh, powerlifting championships in january on the 18th and 19th over in horncastle so um i'm hoping to replicate my two wins that i did there last year at the full power and the um the bench only competition so hopefully we should win that and um, next year is going to be quite exciting because I'm starting and looking at starting a powerlifting club to uh, try and help people with um, with mental health. Um, we're going to call it Lift for Life, and um, it's going to be a free once a week session uh, for anybody who's interested to come along and try and get something to focus on and try and pass on the things that have saved me throughout my throughout my uh, career and struggles that I've had recently. 
I am. I'm also told that you're going to be a, appearing on on one of our um, our podcasts regarding mental health in the very near future as well, which is it's, it's very good of you because uh, you do have a wonderful story to put over. Yeah, talking to Kev Guthrie. Kev's helped me a great deal in the past, um, and then I, I do I do download his podcast, and I, I'd, I'd recommend anybody to do that as well. It's, it's, it's a little bit grounding for those that feel that they're the only ones that are out there struggling. And, um, no, that would be good to sit with Kevin and um, share my story a little bit more as well on more of a, a focus on mental health rather than what else I'm doing. So that would be good. I think you've had a very proud few weeks, but I, I think if um, if powerlifting appeared in the, the Junior Sports Awards category next year, you'd be uh, even prouder. Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I really would. Yeah, that'd be really good. Um, Ella, Ella's doing so well at the minute. In fact, she's she's with me now in the car. She's doing so well at the minute. Um, she came second, second UK's uh, under 16, second place earlier on this year. So she's coming literally from strength to strength. Pun intended, I'm afraid. <laughs> well, that, that's... Um, we get on with that one. <laughs> exactly. James, have a safe journey back. Have a lovely Christmas, and we'll catch up with you both. Um, I have absolutely no doubt in the new year, but uh, a double award winner for local sport. I'm so proud that you're part of this show as well. Well, thank you very much, and thank you for all the exposure that you give, mm. both to sport and also for um, the mental health on the side of it. Well, and it's, it's fantastic. It's great work. Well done. It's thank something you. that we both uh, sitting here feel that... Uh, very passionate and very important about james thank you we'll catch up with you soon all right take care thank you very much thanks james bye and you know tony it couldn't happen to a better person really could it because it's somebody that we 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 didn't know um he came in 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 the studio neither of us knew him and we just grew to like him straight away didn't don't we well it's, it's one of those blokes that you meet and you get on with straight away and uh, obviously he has got a quite remarkable story to tell and uh you know how um his um his his past uh, achievements um with the armed forces uh, led him to uh, a crusade for uh, all those suffering with their mental health i mean it's, it's it is a remarkable story by by anybody's standards you know i am um said that you can't say anything on this show without somebody picking up on it mm. um clay cross was previously known as the the devil made me do it tattoo studio brackets and then mm. went on to the beat i want pet foods ground and now is the we do more than print ground still mill lane to a football supporter mm. well you see it, uh, how can you call the football ground the devil made me do it uh, because that's it's how ridiculous. That, that's how stupid that naming football grounds other than their you know long held and <coughs> and, 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 and much loved title that they've, they've had for donkey's years. We tend to disagree on most things, but I think we're both traditionalists. Oh but yeah, something like that. Yeah. You know, I, sorry, I've, I've, I'm all for sponsorship, but it's got to stop somewhere. Well, we, we disagree on, on a lot of things, but it's, but mainly football. I mean, if anybody wants, I mean, I, I I still refuse to accept that flowserve idp simo what you like are not the works yeah. and in my world they are the works there's no works there anymore but well, they exactly are the works I mean, you know, on earthly yeah. reason everybody else calls them the highwaymen they are the works and i don't care yeah. what you call the grand to me it's low fields but you know end of there are no works there anymore but hopefully there are neither any highwaymen there, so, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's personal choice, isn't it? You're there, aren't you? OK, we've talked to um, to James, and in a very few minutes' time, we're going to catch up with, with Julie Gray and Martin Picker. But it is Wednesday, and every single Wednesday, we talk Not Fast Running Club, we talk to Not Fast Dave, and he's got two full weeks to tell us about. So, Dave, it's all yours. Thanks, Mick. Yes, two not very full weeks. There's been a quite a couple of weeks in a run-up to December. So starting with last week, uh, last Saturday, we had uh, 40 club members over eight different park runs. Personal best for Paula Dowling and Emily Baker-Gaunt. Uh, to get my words out. Sue and Steve Needham, they took part in the Dove Cottage 
Hospice Santa Run, and that was at Beaver, completing in one hour, 12.59. Last Sunday, we had 10 10 members. They braved the cold, cold morning at the Edwinstowe 10K Trail Race. All the gun times, we have Angela Brown, 58.42, Maria Brambles, 59.18, Annette Taylor, 1 hour, 1.45, Faye Patterson, 1 hour, 3.21, Debbie Pickles, 1 hour, 4.53, Vic Knight, 1 hour, 6.07, John Miller, 1 hour, 7.35, Diane Kennett, 1 hour, 8.05, Jill Folks at 1 hour, 11.01, and Madeline Comby at 1 hour, 18.59. Um, and then moving on to this week, just gone a very quiet week this week. We had 29 club members over eight different park runs. Leanne Lawson got a personal best, and that's her first run in quite some time, so well done, Leanne. And in competitive racing, we had Diane Kennett. She took part in the Great Sprout Scuttle at Rosington Hall. Uh, she completed one hour 14. So that's pretty much the roundup of the last two weeks, Nick. It's been a very quiet one. Um, I think over the next week or so we've got a couple of races lined up and then we're into cross-country season in January. Um, So we should have a lot more detailed reports coming into the new year. It has been a quiet autumn, hasn't it? I mean, both yourself and and, and the Striders, I'm getting the same sort of reports from both of you. It's quieter than I expected it to be. Is this Mm. weather-wise or or is this normal? I think it's the norm in all honesty because you've got obviously during the during the year summer kind of late spring early summer and then even early autumn you usually have quite a lot of races um and then run up towards the november december it tends to be a bit quieter and then when it comes to january um you know we've got the first cross-country race on the 5th of january and then pretty much every sunday there's a there's a good race going on. Um, I think it's just the time of year, Mick. I think people just want to put fires on, get into pyjamas and drink hot chocolate. I just, um, before we come on here tonight, just confirmed one of the first bookings of, of January, um, and it's a young lady that you, you that you may know. May I? Breeze Rowlands is coming on to the sports show to tell us Fantastic. about her 2019, which was memorable in... Lots of ways. In many ways, it was indeed. So, um, Breeze is coming to see us um, early January. She tells me, although I, I can't believe it, she has a big birthday coming up the day before she comes in here. I think that means we've probably got to buy her a cake. Really? 21? Uh, the most. She looks a lot younger than that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, we'll catch up with you for one last time in 2019 next week. Lovely. Thanks, mate. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Before we um, get to Julian, talk sports awards again, it's the BBC Sports Awards on Sunday. Oh, and by the way, I hate to say this, but he was right. Rochdale are playing Boston United on Monday night. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll let you talk. I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I prefer it when you don't, but I'll, I'll let you talk. The BBC have narrowed um, their... Um, Winners or winners elect down to six. Be narrowed better if they took a personality out of the title. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Anyway, they've they've narrowed it down to six, and we've got Dina Asher Smith, mm. okay, from a- athletics. We have Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> As I say, take personality out of it, and it makes make a lot more sense. Come back to that one. <laughs> Katrina Johnson Thompson. Alan Wynn Davis. Yes. Raheem Sterling and Ben Stokes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you have got to choose one from those six. That's what we're gonna do after we spoke um, to to Julie, but I can pick three. Okay, well I, I can give you three Well three out of six is not a bad I, going, is I, it? I can give you three, two and one. Right. Okay. Well, we'll do that a, a, a little bit, um, a little bit later. But I don't think it's been a very special year for sport. If that's, I'm not knocking any of the six. But um, <laughs> never stray far from controversy, do you? Well, no. I mean, uh, yes, the athletic, the athletes stand out, and I know Lewis Hamilton is 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 one who's got the most money. Com- computer cars going round a circle, league. I appreciate that. <laughs> 
<laughs> Alan Wynn Davis. <coughs> yes, they won the Six Nations, but when it comes to the big tournament, there's nowhere to be seen. Raheem Sterling is a decent footballer, but it's not special. And Ben Stokes can hit a cricket ball when it suits him. Right, here we go. You better ring Julie, because I've just about upset everybody in, ev- <laughs> in, in every sport. But if you've got your three, two, one, I'm so glad you said Ben can hit a cricket ball. I've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Tony's going to get all of with the inspirational and the brilliant Julie Gray. You are listening to Radio Nullet Sport with me, Mick Bradley. My receptionist out there is, is Tony Smith, and all this is brought to you with our friends at Smith's Timber, and we do thank them for all their help and the support that um, they give us. Don't forget all the breaking sports stories. Go on to our social media sites on Facebook and on Twitter, and if you go on to our very own Radio New York website, um, you can pick them up then. The sports camera is out most weekends. Who knows where it's going to turn up? I don't, and I drive the car. But uh, that's what we do. We bring you local sport because that's what we're bothered about that's all that we're really bothered about when we talk about the big time charlie's well that 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 just fills in gaps because there is nobody out there but nobody as inspirational as brilliant and with the hair colors that if you go on to facebook tonight and put julie gray in there it is anything but it's the colours of the rainbow. Julie, good evening. That is stunning. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Absolutely stunning. Uh, it's a shame you couldn't do it for the Sports Awards, but hey, how are, I, I don't <laughs> mind if we're not, you know, if we don't get there in time. <laughs> well, when I planned, I didn't know where the Sports Awards were. <laughs> <laughs> um, the four A's are no... You know, I mean, you're at the Sports Awards most most years. It's a, You're part of the Sports Awards. Does it still give you, who's won the top award personally, you've won everything there, does it still give you a thrill to hear the name 4A's called out? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you'd heard uh, Ben Stokes called out in the Six Nations, you know when when they said that four A's had, had won the club of the year, you know I'm there fists in the air and shouting yes and and, and what have you. <laughs> of course it does, yeah. Of course it does. Because without without being patronising or condescending or whatever ever the word is, you know you're up there against all the big clubs of Newark and Sherwood, and and four A's is a little club. It's a wonderful little club, but once again. Your name is at the forefront, and it, it you know, and it's at the forefront because you took paddle ability to the nationals. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, um, most well, most of the clubs there have um, yeah more able-bodied uh, paddlers than 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 us. Um, we aren't the only club that has you know um, disability paddlers, obviously, but. I think the fact that we are mostly disability paddlers um, makes it makes a big difference. And as you say, you know, we are very small in comparison to a lot of the other clubs that were there. And not only did you pick up one award, it's like the old bus's job, isn't it? You yeah. picked up two. So, well, I think that the, the the fact that the club has been really successful this year, you know, as a club, um, you know, but obviously that that's that's due to the fact that we've had, you know, some really good individual, um, you know, sort of success stories as well, and and Zach, um, our disabled sports person, you know, was you know was one of those success stories, you know. Uh, has worked really, really hard this year. Um, you know, he was um, the winner of the um, men's tro- the men's trophy for uh, at the national paddleability sprint championships uh, in his marathon. He's gone from division nine up to division seven. Um, you know, so and obviously uh, things like that help the club to, to you know to to win. You know, sort of uh, Hasler 
you know, Hasler places and, and, and things like that. So we've, you know, we've done really, really well. You know, we've got we've got new paddlers coming through who are starting to do sprint. Um, and, and, and no, no, they are doing sprint and they're starting to do marathon. They've just done a, uh, a couple of them that's done a, a, a couple of races sort of thing. You know, so we're, we're kind of bringing new people on as well. So that's, and that's really, really nice. I'm asking everybody else that, that we're talking to that um, 2019 is obviously going out on a high. You've almost alluded to what you expect for 2020. You're going to carry on doing what you've done successfully for so long, bring these youngsters through. What about you personally? Because 2019 for you has been different, to say the least. Um, well, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky in that um, when I am unable to, to, to be in the country, um, I've, I've got Paul there who, who's, who is a fantastic stand-in for me, um, you know, and, and he coaches the kids when I'm not around. So that's, that's brilliant, really. And, and it means that, it, you know, that the club continues to, to get the training in and everything, even when I'm not uh, available. And uh, is the next um, away day lined up? Um, I, I'm not quite sure yet. Uh, we haven't we haven't been given, um, you know, sort of like our assignments, if you like, from the ICF or IVF. Um, but my my hopes are that I will do uh, be part of another project in Nigeria because um, I went there earlier this year. Um, hopefully I'll, I'll be part of that project um, and then go out to the IVF uh, Sprint Championships uh, which are in Hawaii this year this, uh, next year sorry um, and because I've started to be involved with the ocean racing uh, which the ICF have suddenly decided that you know they will um, endorse paracanoe in it um, hopefully, I will go to go to those uh, championships, which will be in Portugal, I think. And also, uh, I've started being involved with with the, the Dragon Boat, and and they also have a, a world competition in France next year. So it'll be busy. Yeah, we're busy. I think the Hawaii sounds quite um, quite <laughs> aimable for a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, it's very exciting because the, the IVF tend to, to do things that, that are in, um, you know, very exotic, shall we say, places. Uh, so this year it's Hawaii. Uh, next, the, the year after it's Samoa. Um, I hope that they keep me on for that. Uh, and the year after that, it will be the first time that it's happened in uh in europe and it's going it's going to go to dawny lake i, I think i prefer hawaii <laughs> yeah i mean dawny lake would be nice but um i thought i was going to say the birmingham nice canal or something lovely julie you give us a lot of pleasure you give a lot of children a chance to get involved in sport and for that um you're just fantastic and sell the four rays have a great christmas all of you and we'll catch you all in the new year we will thanks very much guys thanks Judy. bye bye um she's i can't think of any words tony because she's basically unique (laughs) (laughs) she certainly is (laughs) oh she's she's absolutely lovely let's um we're gonna go and catch up with martin picker at the warriors find out um what they've been up up to of course they picked up an award um we'll do that in a few minutes you you told me you could give me um yeah the old jim bowen no was it, don't know one jim bowen dusty bin who was that who did dusty bin ted somebody T- ted, ted rogers just ted rogers ted rogers right he did dusty bin you can give me the three two one but you can't do the three two one no bit. No, no i didn't think no. you could rubbish um so dina rasher smith lewis hamilton katrina johnson thompson Alan Wynn Thomas, I bet he's in there. Raheem Sterling yeah. and Ben Stokes. Who is your three, two, one, and why? Third place, Ben Stokes. Why? Um, because he doesn't really merit winning it because 
He was a, a very, very controversial figure. Even though he got acquitted in the law courts, I mean, he, he brought controversy upon himself and upon the game. Wasn't um, that last year? It was, it was, it, then he was kicked off an Ashes tour, so, I mean, you know... It, 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 Unfairly. Unfairly, yeah, as it turned out, but, but you know, I mean, it, 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 it took the sport back a little way. Helped England win the Cricket World Cup for the first time with dramatic yes. super, super over victory against New, New Zealand, and uh, a remarkable 135. But, um, I mean... It, 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 it's only in fleeting glimpses, isn't it? As, as remarkable as the uh, World Cup was, and that was fantastic for the sport, fantastic for the country, it was his innings with Jack Leach which really caught my imagination because that was that was up there amongst the best sporting occasions ever. M Martin Hill was here on Tuesday night while you were sunning yourself watching football. Yeah. Um, and um, Without the sun. Yes. Martin basically... I, I ask him the question I ask all cricketers, you know, do you prefer test match cricket or circus cricket? And he loves a good day out, but his fondest memory of, quick, of, of cricket was winning the Ashes. Yeah. I mean, because it was the greatest cricket moment ever, and not just because of what happened, but because... Old ladies in supermarkets were suddenly talking about cricket, as well as the sort of the likes of Martin Hill, and and, and that was the most amazing thing, and, and and cricket went onto the front pages as well as the back pages, and it just gave the sport a shot in the arm that was unbelievable. So, World Cups and all the rest of it, you know that I love the one day game, so I won't call it circus cricket, but the Ashes is is, is without equal in any form of sport. When you win it, right? So in Tony Smith's world, Ben Smith, Ben Smith, Ben, ben Stokes, ben, even ben, ben, ben Stokes, Ben Stokes is going to finish third. Who's going to finish second? Finish third. It's got to be Dina because she is just a fantastic personality. Has such a bubbly, bubbly, lovely girl who also happens to be the best in the world. First British woman to win a global sprint title when she claimed two hundred meters gold in, in yeah. a new national record time. She also picked up silver medals in the one hundred and four by one hundred meters. Somebody's got to do very well to beat there. When I was watching her, I cried my eyes out. Even though it was uh, when, when, when Tony, I, when I'm watching you, I often cry. <laughs> yeah, that's for, that's for a different reason. But I, I, I wasn't watching her. I actually listened to it on the radio, and I cried listening to the commentary because of what it meant to her, her family, and the achievement, and to, especially to a club because she's always stayed loyal to a local club. It was absolutely breathtaking. But in number one spot, Raheem Sterling. Simply because not what he's done for football, but what he's done for racism. Almost single-handedly, he's received fantastic support from Gareth Southgate. And if England win the World Cup, so what? Doesn't matter, compared to what Gareth Southgate and the boys have done for the cause against racism. And Raheem Sterling has had it in the neck since he was a very young lad. And he's the most mature individual I know for his age that I've ever come across apps I and mean, what, what he's done to put a, a massive spoke in the wheels of racism is fantastic i'll give you that one i i, I, I understand exactly where you're coming from on that one and for somebody who was ridiculed yeah quite frankly playing for england to turn that Around. Okay, he did blot his copybook the other week. And with the aid of Pep Guardiola, he's improved tenfold as the footballer he was with Liverpool. I understand all that you're saying. I would um, I would love to see Dean Rasher-Smith yeah, yeah. win it. Mm. I, I really would, because I think that would be the perfect answer. I think Ben Stokes is going to win it, because he's high-profile. Um, Raheem Sterling will get the votes as well because that's the way it works people don't vote for the best they vote for the favourite um, which is why I can't understand letting, letting it happen but A-ho um, Lewis Hamilton not then? the fact that he is now a six time world championship? I think away from the perfect world I think Lewis Hamilton will probably win it because of, because of his achievements in 
a computerised driving game. And shall we talk about personalities or shall we go to a break? Oh, let's talk about Nigel Mansell if we're going to go down the personalities route. He was won it, didn't he? And, and your mate, the tennis player, won it. <laughs> it's Claire listening. <laughs> no, they don't, have, they don't have radios in Burton Joyce anymore. Um, greatest sporting moment in 2019. Can we a local one? Just on, straight on a tangent, just to get you... I'll go to a break and let you think about this. Go to your local one. Your greatest sporting moment that you've seen, because obviously you you can't possibly do sport. Um, <laughs> your greatest sporting moment of 2019. You've got two minutes starting now. OK, back to the phone lines, back to the sports awards and um, the Warriors Football Club. They uh, was competing in the junior team of the year award um and it got to three finalists it was themselves it was rhp under 16 colts and it was the youngsters from the archers the the um, um, the archery club so i made them wait um before we announced it so martin picker when we shouted out warriors football club what was your reaction crikey um <laughs> I, I think I think the parents knew we'd had a good season, but when we saw the likes of RHP lined up and we knew what what a good team they are and how well they performed, I think there were several shocked faces. And the boys have, have very much had a learning curve going from the new youth league into the full yell. Um, there's 101 teams in there. We got off to a tricky start. And I think when that all came up and said... Warriors were the winners. Their faces, crikey me, massive smiles all around. I don't think they could believe it, actually. I think uh, there was there was in shock for a few minutes. I think you struggled, actually, to get a few words out of them, didn't you, Mick? Remarkably, yes. It's not, that's not normally the case. They're not, because <laughs> they've been on with you guys before, and usually they're fighting over the microphone. Um, so I don't, you know, I, I don't think they were prepared, but this is a group of players, um, the under-12 section, from under-7s to under-12s now they are, have won league or cup every season for the last six seasons in which league they've entered, whether that be the Grantham League, the Newark Youth League and the Yell League. So, you know, they've worked extremely hard, so they know how they play together and... and that is that is why they've done really really so well. But it was a massive shock to them all. In, in terms of football clubs, what Warriors are basically ba- babies. You're a, still a new club, aren't you? I mean, you, I think you've got to be fifty years old before you recognise as a, <laughs> a legend. <laughs> you know, in in football club terminology. But you've also come an awful long way in a short period of time. Not only on the field, you're now progressing and putting the infrastructure into place we are um when we first moved to the ground this is around four years ago the grass was up to your your waist they said it couldn't have football played on it we got around eight thousand pound in funding and various you know anything for backpacking and uh two of our committee members run the lincoln 10k and all to get money in to get a container on site a catering unit get the ground prepared things like training facilities and getting kits and cones and all that we did in a whirlwind of around three or four months we had we had a couple of teams that started uh we went to four teams we then shot to seven and now we're we're a good 12 teams strong uh with a, a soccer school and under sevens coming through so around 14 teams um going into next season We've been uh, asking. We've been asking all our guests tonight the same question. Um, a fantastic end to 2019. Where's 2020 taking you? Right. I, as a club, uh, our, our aim now is to work with the the football foundation, who's done a um, a development document that looks at where money might be spent with the Notts FA and. We've put three projects forward, and the pitch works is one of our biggest priorities, and I, and I believe we are up there as number one. Um, it's now going to be influencing those around that we can actually do something over the next couple of seasons. 
play at what I call the Grove, what posh people call the Newark Academy, um, <laughs> is that ring-fenced for you, or, or what's the ongoing situation with that right. piece of grass? To cut a long story short, um, we've worked with Notts County Council to get a licence for the pavilion on the land. The Newark Academy have worked really well with us and been a great partner, and we have access over the land to the pavilion, and we have an annual rental agreement. We don't have a lease as such, but we look after things like pitch maintenance when it happens on an annual basis, and we have an annual booking in which we have sole rights over the pitches on a Saturday and a Sunday, because we have Saturday and Sunday teams. Um, So at the minute, that's what we do, and because the schools don't open up the toilets and the changing facilities, we've got those, so Warriors are are a massive part of what goes on over at this school. Excellent. So we look forward to uh, you keeping us informed with all what's happening with the Warriors next season. Um, now you've got that very posh award to put in into in, <laughs> into the clubhouse. Um, while I've got you though, and I know you're busy training, but uh, another couple of minutes if I can just keep you. Uh, That's fine. Let's talk about athletics because cross country season is really going to um, come um, to the fore in the next couple of months. Uh, and you have got a choice. Do you go and watch your son cross-country, or do you go footballing? Oh, crikey. Here we go. This creates great debates at home at times. But Riley, um, he's a really, really good footballer, and he loves his football. That's his number one. But he has, I would say, has a slightly bigger talent when it comes to running. So he's running twice a week with Newark Athletics, He's doing all the cross-country events. Um, He has to run in the under-13 section at the minute, which is making things more difficult. But quite luckily, um, most of his running is on a Sunday. So we've made a sort of an an in-house rule that it's football Saturday, it's athletics on a Sunday. Yes, but it's it's cross-country season and all the big athletics meetings, at least for January and February, revert to Saturday. Yes, there is what we've, we've, what we've done, um, <laughs> holiday in February, in February as well, is certain games we've been quite lucky in which we've been able to rest one or two players. Um, the tricky thing will come more next season, because to add to the squad as we go 11 aside. Yeah. But we've got a really, as, you, as, you, as we all know, we've got a talented group of players. So Riley missing the odd one or two, um, we've been really quite lucky in what those fixtures have been. Um, so I'm hoping it'll be the same in the new year. Well, we're going to keep an eye on Riley, and we're going to keep an eye on the Warriors. Martin, get back to your training. Thank you very much, and, congr- and congratulations on a wonderful award. Lovely. Thank you much to you guys. Thank Thanks. you. Bye-bye. Bye. I still love the sports awards. I think I loved them a bit more when they was at the Palace. I, I still <laughs> I don't know. But there again, there we go, back to the, being the dinosaur bit. Um we had three cracking nights, um, and there was good. I hope the sports awards are around for, around for a long time, oh. a long time to come, because they are part of the Newark sporting scene. Um, before we went for a break, I actually, um, it, it's, it's what you do at the end of the year, isn't it? What's your sporting memory, and you go back to the previous year. Uh, yeah, the previous year uh, held the reason why um, I was so proud that this year... Um, after 41 years uh, as, a, as, as a journalist, um, I actually got an award for the first time when I got the uh, Programme of the Year Award for Flowserve, and that was a tremendous personal achievement and uh, a great testament to the chairman, Gary Clark, who basically taught me how to do a football programme on a laptop. But the reason I was so proud Many of Many people would, would be moaning the fact he wasn't around when he was at the advertiser. <laughs> but the reason I was proud of that was because of what happened three days before 2019 started, when on uh, December 29th, uh, Flowserve uh, accommodated a crowd of 673 to see the game against Selston. And uh, mindful of the fact it was just four days after Christmas for that amount of people to turn up to a football match and pay out the money again, when they probably were all basically, uh, you know, f- fairly brassic at that stage of, uh, of, of December. I'd, I'd, I always go around counting the crowd at home, 
and uh, I went up to the chairman and said, mate, 673 today. Good answer, but the wrong year. <laughs> Unbelievable. It really is. I give him a full year to choose from and he chooses the wrong year. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure I've got an eye like because it's been a good local sporting year, but mm. um, eye lights and I've not seen... I mean, what Amy Hunt has achieved this year is just off off the scale. Yeah. Um, it, it, it really has, and this has got to be Amy's. This one has got to be Amy's year. It, it, it really has. Um, I am getting messages in. Um, England beating the Kiwis at rugby keeps coming up. Um, and I suppose that was it, but... I can't believe you're not reading out the resign one. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, what's it matter beating the Kiwis in the semi-final? We lost the final. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, but... Um, Boston versus Rochdale is is Monday night. We've had that confirmed by three or four people now. That <laughs> it is definitely on Monday night. It's on something called BT Sport, which very few people can actually watch. Um, but it is it is on on television. There's still, there's still two minutes left. Dave could call back yet. Yeah. He, he could well do. Uh, so well done, well done to everybody, and thank you for join for joining in. And um, of course, whoever wins that Boston Rochdale match Whoa. are at home to, to Newcastle. Yes, aren't, aren't they? So you know, I mean, you know, that is. In some ways, I hope it's Rochdale because if it's Newcastle, there's one hell of another banana skin because we all remember Hereford and Ronnie <laughs> Radford and one of the biggest flukes in football. Yeah, and that put uh, John Watson on the road to, uh, to glory, didn't it? Yes, he did. I mean, the, the next <laughs> ten times Ronnie Radford to football, they was digging it out the high street. <laughs> Unbelievable, <laughs> it really was. Um, tomorrow night, it's something that we call the Thirsty Football Show. We used to call it the local football show, but it seems to have grown. Um, we talk about lots of things on the Thirsty Night, and for the last two or three... <laughs> for the last two, two or three weeks, we've spoke about... Um, we've had a league look, and people are, people are telling me they like that, because we did the City Isles, and then we, we did the, the London Underground League with Ronnie and Reggie, yeah, all, yeah, all them yeah. teams. Uh, tomorrow night, I think we're going all the way to your neck of the woods, to Jotland, to talk about your football club, Berwick, in the East of Scotland League, what do you believe? Uh, we're going to do the um, the Worldies and the Wallies. Berwick in the Lowland League. It's all the same. Um, <laughs> it's all the same. We're going to do the Worldies and, and the Wallies. We're going to look at grassroots gossip, because we do that. And we're going to go very serious, because the FA have decided that they're not interested in Step 7 football from next season. In fact, Step 7 football will not exist anymore next season. And we're going to see the implications of that for our local teams that play in that. But from us, we've run out of time. No, no, no. Radio New World.